It is time. Bring out your pocketbooks. Open up that purse. Show me those dollar dollar bills, y'all. And you're stupid if you're betting money on this game with an old block ball that bounces a lot of different ways. For real, though. <laughs> I, uh, but listen to what we say. How are you feeling about your picks? I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. You had a lot of prep time today. I do. I feel better this week than I do last week. Last week, I was just, you know, there was too many games that I kind of liked, but there was like one thing that scared me. Okay. I feel like I have like a few games this week I feel pretty good at. I made all of my picks last night, which is probably not good because I feel like the picks I make during the day are usually my four o'clock Sunday night, and those are the ones I normally win. Gotcha. I picked a lot of upsets. Did you? I did. Yeah. Just a little preview. Yeah, okay. But before we go forward, we yeah. must look at how we got here. Ooh. Josh, how did we get here? All right, gentlemen, here's how last week looked. Uh, last Ooh. week, Sims, you went 9-7, and seven, bringing Ooh. you to, uh, on the season, 95-92-4. and four. Left go. 95-4? Uh, 95-92-4. and four. Okay, good. Lefko, last week you went six and ten, bringing okay. to okay. you on the season ninety two, ninety five, and four. So the same record? No, you at he's ninety five, ninety two, and four. Oh, I'm flipped. You're you're flipped. Records don't matter though. What's the money? They Looking don't. at the money, last week Sims you made two hundred dollars. Lefko, you lost two hundred dollars. Oh. Meaning on the season, Sims you are at negative two forty, and Lefko you are at plus two sixty, which means I'm up. 500 bucks. Right. 500 bucks. You've gained $400 on me from last week. Yep. Uh, what really sucks, if the Steelers could have just held on to that freaking game, I really would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah, but you would have. All right, so I'm up 500. The week before, I was up 900. So you're eating into me, and we're. I just want to get this on the record now. We're including playoffs? Including playoffs. Yeah. Okay, I'm right, just, right, I'm just yeah. we do this every year. Yeah, I just yeah. want to make oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you guys ready to get started here? I am. Hold on. How did he do in Guaranteed to Lose? Uh, guaranteed to Lose, Sims went 4-1. Oh, thank you, Chase Daniels, you fucking backup quarterback, you. 50-15 and 15 on the season, and so Lefko... That makes it, what is that, like a winning percentage? I don't know. I'll look it up. Uh, Pretty good. And then right. Lefko, you went 3-1 and one in Lefko's locks, so oh, you are 23-26-4 on the oh, season. Chase Daniels screwed you as well. He did. So <laughs> here, here's what's interesting about Lefko locks. If I go 4-0... Which is a very a tall if, task. Huge right? if. I will be over 500 in Lefko locks for the first time all season. Ooh, let's go. If kid. I go three and one, right. I'm, I'll be 26, 27, and four. If I can be over 500 for the year, yeah. I am going to be ruthless on Instagram. Good. Ruthless. Good. I'm right. looking forward so to it. So root for me to see me in the comment section. All right, guys. First game of the week here, Thursday Night Football. We previewed this on yesterday's podcast, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Mm. Spread in this game is Titans minus four and a half. Weather tonight in Nashville mm. is cloudy, low of 36. Mm. Sims? Are you excited to watch this game? I am excited. Okay. I am. Back to you. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, that was I, my only question. I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot for me to get excited to watch a football game. I mean, we have one team fighting for a playoff spot. Another team that's just got a bunch of like badass mofos who are psychos, so I kind of like that too, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I guess that's what excites me there more than anything. The Jags got Fournette back. That, of course, is a big advantage. I don't know what to think about you know, the matchup of the Jags defense versus the Titans offense. I guess that's where to go. Who the hell are the Titans offense? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, it, it's just it's all over the place. 
You know, so um, from that from that standpoint, I mean, can the Titans run the ball on the Jags? I mean, that's the one little weakness with the Jags D. I don't really think so. The Titans haven't shown the ability to run the ball on anybody, really. So, you know, from there I go, uh. And then the other side of the ball. <laughs> from with there the, I go, uh. The, yeah. And then I go the other side of the ball and ah. go, Jaguars, okay, they can run the ball. And if there's a weakness to the Titans' defense, it's the, their run defense to, to a degree as well. But I don't know if the Jags can throw the ball well enough to back the Titans off of the running game. So I guess that's where I question this. It's a Thursday night football game, common opponent. Um, I'm going $10, okay? 10 I don't even like to do these Good bets. for you. But $10 on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think it's going to be a 16-13 Titans win. I didn't understand. Are you, doing, are you picking the Jags? I don't know. I do it after I make my pick. But I just wanted you to talk in your Jaguar All right, voice. do it one more time. Yeah. Talk about how I picked the Jags. There's nothing I like more. Then Thursday night football. Christopher Sims will have a daddy cigar and watch me tonight. Exactly. I'll be sure to get up the quarterback so that he can look at the screen and go, I have a bad crush. <laughs> oh, shit. But that was good. That was really good. It's, your new, it's your new one. Good it's job. your best one of the year. You Last year you were a Raven. This right. year you're a Jag. Oh, no. You're moving in your spirit oh, animal. No. Yeah. Is your voice it gone? Got you? Is it you, over? But you breathe some saliva. Right? Is that what happened? Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, you're clean shaved today. No, the real problem is I'm going to say something that's going to get me made fun of. I am a mess right now. I thought I brought my laundry down and I threw my trash out in the dumpster, okay? And I'm sitting there and I walk two blocks to the train and I'm waiting for the train and I go, holy crap, I forgot my laundry. All of my laundry, all of my underwear, socks, everything by the freaking dumpster. I sprint. Two blocks back. I, I think I leaped over a baby carriage. I don't know. Probably not because you I can't get, jump that high. I get God. there. No clothes. I live in a fifth floor walk up. I sprint up the five floors. Please tell me it was there. It's there. Okay. <laughs> For the last three hours, yeah. I have been coughing and breathing heavy. I'm officially out of shape. Because I sprinted two blocks and then ran up five flights. Yes. And that was a, a combination with that. Right. Well, at least, so what do you have to do? You have to bring your laundry to the laundromat? Yeah, I give it to Chun, and Chun does it. And so Chun is actually the guy's name. Right. And I've become friends with him, but I have the worst handshakes with him every right. time. Right. To the point where today I came in like this, and I was going to just end it. And then he went this and was like, <laughs> and I was like, Chun, we've never snapped. <laughs> You gotta anyway. just grab his wrist, like I do to the random white people in this office, like I do with Josh when I've had to do this. And he got, come on, Josh, go flat. Boom. You're right. weird though. No one else goes flat. For some reason, the Titans I own the Jaguars. Yeah, you love to grab the that. Titans own the Jaguars. Yeah. Last six games, Titans are five and one straight up and against the spread. They were a ten point underdog earlier this season. They ended up winning by three. I looked at at how they ran the ball last time. 
And you know what the big thing was? Titans had 150 rushing yards against the Jaguars last time. Yeah. Because Mariota had 51. Right. There's something about Mariota. He watches the film and goes, I need to run if we're going to beat the Jaguars. Yeah. Because he did it last year both games. He did. He, it's just, it's the one game he decides to run every year. Also, interesting little note. Yeah. Kind of curious that Deion Lewis called out the Patriots and then hasn't done anything since the Patriots game. Right. Like that to change. Right. I believe that the issue is not the Titans. The issue is the Jaguars offense. Um, I think the Jaguars win this game 16-9. to What did you have? 16-13. 16 so you're going to with the Jags. I'm going with the Titans. Oh, the Titans. You said the Jags. Oh, my bad. 16-9 yeah. Titans. Titans. Gotcha. Thus, it's a cover. There is no reason to watch Thursday Night Football. I have blessed Marcus Mariota with the gift of running, and today you shall see him eclipse... 70 rushing yards. Julian. Jalen Ramsey's cousin, Julian. Okay, I'm done. Uh, I'm only putting $50 on right. Tennessee. I don't want anything to do with this yeah. game, but I thought we had established that $10 is for wimps. Yeah. So anyway. All right, guys, moving want, on to it, the... I didn't want to get away from my $50, like $10 wimp bet, but man, I had two bets that I liked, and I just had to find oh. some extra chump change. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. All right, guys, moving on to the Sunday slate here. First game at 1 o'clock, the New York Jets visiting the Buffalo Bills. Spread in this game is Buffalo minus 3. Weather in Buffalo on Sunday, partly cloudy, high of 31, Chris Ems. Ooh, high of 31. Okay, so... And Sam Darnold is 1,000% playing. Okay, you texted him, you called him, stage, stage 5 clear. No, I saw it on you. Honestly, oh, yeah. I don't even know what to text him. Right. Because I always want to text him, yeah. and then I'm like, all I want to talk about is football. Yeah, I don't want to be like, hey, did you see that show on Netflix? <laughs> like, I don't know what to text him anymore, yeah. so I just don't text him anymore. Okay. All what right. do you text people? Hey, man, hope you're great. Yeah. And then what happens when they go, yeah, and then you go, okay, end of conversation? Or I just get into it. I don't know. I mean, what, who, who's, screw Sam Darnold. Text it's him about football. Sam. I don't text anybody. Yeah. I so, like, I'm yeah. not good at, like, I'm, I don't text my friends. My friends are like, you're a bad texter. I was like, I know. Yeah. Well, it's hard in our life. We have a lot of people texting us and emailing True. us anyways. And I get home at the end of the day sometimes. And I don't like, want to talk to anybody. My dad calls, and I'm like, dude, dad, I've talked for, like, five hours straight today. I, I just can't fucking talk. Yeah, well, like, what'd you think about the Ravens? I'm talked out. I want bills. All right, Jets or Bills? Here we go. Bills, okay. Um, looky here. Josh Allen's been amazing the last two weeks. His running the football is a difference in, for any team, for any game that they play in. I mean, he's dangerous. To, so dangerous to the point where there's no doubt they will have a spy like Jamal Adams on Josh Allen this week. Let me just tell you this. He ran for nine for 135 last week, and Kiko Alonso spied him many of those times, and he ran right by Kiko for big gains. So that's how gifted this guy is. Also, the Bills have found a little bit of a passing game. It's not beautiful, but some of these young guys, the Isaiah McKenzie and the Robert Thomas, they have... Comfortable enough to release Calvin Benjamin. Exactly right, and Andre Holmes, right. I mean, Calvin Benjamin hasn't been open, and let me check my watch. Oh, it's been four years. How bad was he in that Miami game? He's horrible. Like, he had a few drops that were like, that's the only thing you can do. And he doesn't... And then he... You're right. I mean, it's just... And then the... The effort that he shows, the body language. He but. threw an interception where one time it, was, it wasn't it was the greatest decision, but Benjamin did nothing to help out the interception and then didn't chase the guy as he intercepted the ball and was running away. He just sat, stood there and watched. I would guarantee it's those little things that McDermott saw on Monday and was like, fuck this guy, yes. get him off our team. Agreed. So um, 
But the Titans, I mean the Titans, the Bills, I do think, will be able to move the ball a little bit on the Jets. It's not going to be pretty. I mean, I understand that. But I do think their run game is created enough with the Sean McCoy and the Josh Allen factor that you have to respect it. And then you also have to respect the, you know, AK-47 on the right shoulder of Josh Allen, too. That stresses the defense out. And then I just look at the Bill. I mean, the Bills defense against that Jets, Jets offense and just go, I don't see it. I don't understand. I mean, can the Jets run the ball in the Bills? I wouldn't think so. I think that's their only chance if they wanted to pull this off is they have to have a dominant run game performance. I say no. So I'm going $50 on the Buffalo Bills. I am going to pick them to win the game 17-12. to 12. Left go. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the Bills, two of the last three games, they've had over 200 yards rushing. Uh, I also look at the Bills at home. They beat the Jaguars at home. They had a really good three quarters against the Patriots at home. They beat the Titans at home. And the game against the Bears was the Nathan Peterman, it's time to retire game. Right. Uh, I am putting $150 on the Bills. Uh, and I have them winning 24 to 16. So I have them winning by eight. It's, 24 to 16. Yep. It's, it, I don't. I feel bad for my friend Sam Darnold having to go up against Sean McDermott. It's a horrible time to come back your first week back to and get and you're the going flow. up to cold Buffalo, right. and there's not a receiver on on the Jets that are going to scare Buffalo. Yeah, and I don't think their offensive line's that good. Right, and I think that Josh Allen is able to create more magic than Sam is, and so three points was not enough for me. I mean, this is a team that beat the Buffalo that beat the Jets forty-one to nine, and their quarterback was Matt Barkley. Yeah, and now they get to play at home. Right. I just I don't see it for the Jets. I'm I'm with you. Man. I haven't really seen them being be in a game in the last few weeks. Well, they were leading most of last week. True. I know that was the other thing that I thought about was. Yeah. I mean, the deflation after that game. Uh, exactly right. I mean, they, like they you find... let a team come back yes. and destroy you. Right, where you controlled the game for three quarters, basically. Yeah. Like, it's uh, over, over. Yeah, I, yeah. I think so. Yeah. All right, guys, next game on Sunday, on the New York Giants on the road visiting Washington. Spread in this game, Giants are favored by three and a half. Weather in Maryland on Sunday. You didn't feel like matching up my scores with the bets on the side Mostly today? cloudy with a high of 34. What do you mean I didn't feel like bashing it up? Well, we're doing the Giants-Washington game. Look at the score next to the game on there. Oh, I guess it's the old scores from last week. My bad. No, it's not the old scores from last week. It's just you put it in the exact order I sent the email in. Oh, you didn't send it in the order of the spreadsheet. That's on you. That's no. not me. No, because you looked at the... I can't, I can't you be reorganizing the first, your emails. You looked at my first email. I sent you three. I. It's unbelievable. He sends it to me in pieces. He sends me the scores first, Guys, then I don't the find picks, then the money. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Giants uh, Giants visiting Washington. What Very asshole. cute relationship okay. you two have. Gosh, damn it. Just send it to here. me all at once next Johnny week. That'll Google. solve Is this problem. how you would be as a GM in the NFL? Yeah, of course. Damn. Hold people accountable. Fucking A. This fucking guy can't read and write at the same time. Okay. Redskins, <laughs> Giants, come on. What do we think the Redskins offense is going to do? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, I really don't. I don't know what to expect for the Redskins. It's very dicey and scary to me. I, all... I know what to expect. <laughs> Crap. Adrian Peterson's getting slow and Mark Sanchez is your quarterback. Right. I mean, it's just hard to imagine the Redskins creating a whole lot of offense against a Giants defense that's pretty stout up front. 
I don't think they're going to be able to have their way in the run game and rely on AP in the run game just to dominate the Giants. So I don't see that happening. And of course, I've never thought their pass game was explosive enough to do anything like that either. Now, I don't look at the other side of the ball as being a favorable matchup for the New York Giants, but the Giants have two things going for them a little bit. They have found a running game. Their right side of their offensive line has been better, so it gives them a fighting chance. They have been protecting enough to where Eli has moments of having people open and maybe he can throw the ball down the field. Um, So for all those reasons and just the fact that the Giants have a few playmakers and difference makers on the field, I'm I'm going with the Giants $100, and I'm picking the Giants to win. Let's go, Giants! 21 to 13 over the Washington team. I'm going to stop saying that word. What made you say that? I don't know. I just can't take it anymore. Is it because I've influenced you? Good. What are they going to do about Ruben Foster is what I want to know. You heard about his girlfriend on Good Morning America this morning. I did not watch it. I did not read it. So today, I know that she went on. She went on and said that when she lied about recanting her charge in San Francisco, that she just loved him and he did beat her then. And that all happened, but she still loved him and didn't want to ruin his career. So she told the police and everybody that she lied, right? And then she told the story about how she was in the hotel this time. He slapped the phone out of her hand. And she also says that the 49ers came up and got involved Ooh. in the police investigation, right? And basically tried to badger her. I'm very in front of the interested police. to know what story Bruce Allen heard that none of us heard. Because that's what he said, right? Right. He, he knows, came he out to Lisa Salters, right. and he said, he said, I know some things that aren't out there yet. Right. I believe you should have to share those things. Yeah. Right. Because I think this is pretty clear. Right. Uh, but and, and then also, you can't be upset about the media coverage because you decided to do that. Exactly right. Uh, Giants at Washington, exactly how I thought. Yeah. I'm seeing Adrian Peterson slow down. The offensive line isn't as strong as it once was. The defense, we got to be honest, the Minuski defense is starting to kind of get tired. It's starting to collapse a little bit. I'm not seeing them pressure the quarterback as much. I'm not seeing them play that great. And also, their secondary isn't that really that good. Um, I'm only going $50, though. Right. The half point scares me. And it's not about – I have no faith in Washington – but the Giants are also a team that I don't have that much faith in either. Yeah, right. Sure. And so, of course, they have Odell. And of course, they have Saquon. I also think there's part of the Giants where I look at their team and I look at their schedule. Again, if you listen to us before the year, we 100% predicted this. We predicted they would start off 1-6 and six and then come roaring back at the end of the year. But the one thing I will say is they've gone three out of, three out of the last four is they've played Nick Mullins. They've played... Chase Daniel, now they're playing Mark Sanchez. So this is what I want everyone to know. We're in week 14. When they bring Eli Manning back next year, and they talk about how they finish the year going 5-3 and or something like that. Remember that they played backup quarterbacks and that Eli Manning actually didn't really do anything in the best throw the whole end of the year was Odell Beckham. I'm going $50 on the New York Giants to cover the three and a half. $50. All right, guys, next game on Sunday at 1 o'clock, the New Orleans Saints on the road visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Spread in this game, Saints minus eight. Thunderstorms in the forecast for Uh Sunday in Tampa. 87% humidity, 100% chance of precipitation. High of 74 that sounds like a scary weather report for a dome team, Chris. Yeah, it, it, it definitely. It's it's actually a scary weather po- report for both teams, really. I mean, actually, 
Yeah, I, I didn't even think of this. This is totally just off the top. I actually think it might favor the Saints. As oh, because they're a running team. They can run the ball. Exactly right. That's that's where I go, oh, they want they, they The weather, a messy, sloppy, physical run game favors the Saints in that. So, uh, But either way, if we get into this, um, we talk about the Buccaneers' offense. You know, their run game is spotty. It's just good enough to where you can't totally disrespect it all the time. I don't expect them to be able to run against the Saints. I do expect them to have some plays and make some plays in the past game. And the Bucks have shown that, you know, again, that they can protect at times too and give Jameis Winston and company the opportunities to throw the ball down the field. So I, I see the Bucks moving the ball a little bit on this Saints team. The Saints, though, with the extra time, you know, coming off a loss in which they did where they were physically dominated. You know, I look at their offense, of course, and just go, how do they not have their way with the Bucks in a lot of different areas? I would think they can run the ball on the Bucks. Of course, I think they can pass the ball as well. You know, the Bucks, of course, have some guys that can come off the edge and get after the passer a little bit, but the Saints are a very good pass-protecting team. This Bucks defense is not the Cowboys defense by any stretch of the imagination. I still think the... The New Orleans Saints are, of course, a very, very good football team. But something just scares me a little bit about being down in Tampa Bay, okay? I am going $50 on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I fully expect the Saints to win the game. Wasn't sure if there was one more in there. I think there's six cannons on that ship. I think you're two bullets short there. Uh, The Saints, 31 to 24. So Tampa Bay, four of their five wins are at home. They're four and two. They play different at home. We saw it last week against Carolina. Yep. Drew Brees in Tampa Bay. Right. Overall, he's played there 12 times. What do you think his record is? I looked up all these numbers. This is uh, For the next few games, I looked up quarterback plays at division rivals. Mm. I'm going to say he's in 12, 12 times. Yep. I'm going to say 7 and 5. You nailed it. Damn. In his last 5 games right. in Tampa Bay, he's lost 2. Right. And the 3 games he's won, he's won by 2 points, right. 3 points and 7 points. Yeah. He's lost 2 in a row there. His touchdown to interception ratio in Tampa the last 5 games, 5 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. He's been sacked 11 times. And now you're telling me it's going to be messy? I don't see the Saints losing this game, right. mainly because of what just happened to Dallas. But I have them winning 31-28, to 28, and I am putting $150 on Tampa plus 8. Yo. Yo, ho, yo, ho. The pirate's life for, for me. me. I, I just look at it and I go, this is a Tampa team at home. We just saw what happened with Carolina. Yep. Tampa at home is all. I always say it's like Buffalo at home or Chicago at home. It's sure. just a weird place. Yep. I just think. I don't know, man. They, they, the Saints do not play well there. We're gonna get to the very next game. It's very similar to this. Yes, New England at Miami. Right. But I just, I really like. I'm tempted to make Tampa Bay plus eight a lock. It's a lot of points. It is a lot of points. Thank you for your insight. Well, I just what. I'm 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 just I'm done betting on teams that are just inconsistent. That's that's one of the things I focused on this week. Like I'm done with that shit. I'm done. I don't know. Game could be 31-28, it could be 31 to 10. 
I don't know where the fuck it could be. That's where I would just say buyer beware to you. In that okay, one. that's yep. fair. Yep. Have any of the four games thus far felt lockworthy to Ooh, you? Lockworthy. Probably not. No, not okay, yet. Let's not keep yet. going. All yep. right, guys. Next game at 1 o'clock, the New England Patriots on the road visiting the Miami Dolphins. Spread in this game, New England minus 7.5. Weather in Miami on Sunday, scattered thunderstorms, high of 81, 78% humidity. Ooh, hot one. Humid, humid one. Get a little detox session in that game. How, what was the humidity? 78%. And what yeah. was the temperature? 81, uh, 81 high. Damn. 50% oh. chance of precipitation. 50% chance of precipitation. Winds out of the southwest, 17 mm. miles an hour. Mm. Damn, not the southwest winds. That's off the Gulf side. So that could be, oof, you never Sunset know. Sunset at 5.30, so game should be complete <laughs> really gets not prime A salty time. wind. All right, so... Okay, I think if I had to start there, I'd, I'd start with the Dolphins offense. I'm not very impressed with the Dolphins offense. And I am impressed with the Patriots defense. Mal- guys like Malcolm Brown and Lawrence Guy in the middle have been kicking ass for that mm. team. Linebackers are healthy. The Van Noyes, the Alandon Roberts, the Dante Hightowers are really good. The secondary is really peaking into form. You know I like the J.C. Jackson and Stephon Gilmore combo at corner on the outside with the McCourty twins locking down safety nickel situations. And then they got my man Obi and Deron Harmon and Patrick Chung all in the safety mix. But it's the big guys up front that have really impressed me. Um, I just look at the Dolphins' offense, you know, with some of the injuries they've had at receiver. I just go, okay, I don't expect them to be able to run the ball on the New England Patriots. I think their pass game is a little bit predictable for the New England Patriots. And I don't think the personnel is going to scare the New England Patriots. Now, on the other side of the ball, I'm very scared for the Miami Dolphins defense. And I'm with you. I mean, I know it's scary going down into Miami and having to deal with that. And New England certainly hasn't had a great history there. The Dolphins, their bright spot, yeah, some decent pass rushers. And my man, 25, Xavier Howard, who is like, is out. Is he out for sure? I'm almost positive. 100%. He, well, I, he's week to week. Yeah. And in my opinion, yeah, week to when week. you're week to week right. and it's the first week that yeah. you're week to week, you're likely not playing that right. week. And if you are playing, it's a Saturday decision where you're barely, yeah, you're weak if on that you're, week yeah, to if week. You're out, if you're not yeah. out that week, you're weak. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. When your status when is you're week, week to week, week you're weak. Yeah, That's what you you're telling me. Yeah. If you play on that first week. Yeah. Right. Right. So, okay. Don't wet your beak with all that week. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, it's a dolphin. Um, but... I don't even know what I'm talking about now. Either way, this is where I wanted to get to, okay? The Patriots and their their team and what they do on the offensive side of the ball right now, it is not about Tom Brady throwing for 300 yards anymore. Again, we got to get it. It's about power, eye form, whoop your ass football. That's what they want to do. And you know who's horrible at defending that? Man, the Miami Dolphins can't stop anything in the run game. I don't know where they are. They're letting up 144 yards in the running game per game. And they're only the Bengals are worse than that. Just a real quick look. I think they're so they're second to last, right? That is very scary against these O-line of the Patriots, the amazing play action passing game they have. Now we know Xavier Howard is that doubtful or whatever. Who gives a damn? They're going to have a hard time. So because of that, I'm going $360. Hurrah, hurrah. It's the revolution in Miami. We're coming down there to escape the ghosts. We're going to whoop your ass the most. We are the Patriots. We're rounding into form. It's December. This is what we do to do to do. 
I like that song. Man, that one gets me juiced. It's a classic. It is a classic. I hope the Migos remix it. And I'm picking, uh, says Patriots. Josh Mess. I know, I'm giving you my score 34 to 20. Mm. Going with the Patriots there. Sorry. You okay there, Jaguar? I'm not. Jaguar's got a little so this fur is, in his throat. This is another matchup that's very <laughs> odd with why this team yeah. should be kicking this team's ass, and they don't. I know. In the last five years in Miami, yeah. the Patriots are 1-4, yeah. straight up and against the spread. He's 7-9, and nine, career there, I think. He's 7-9, and nine, yeah. and he, he's 1-4 in the last five. Yeah. The Dolphins are 5-1 and one against the spread at home this season. Again, some of them we've discussed have been lucky. Yeah. Tannehill is 3-1 and one against the Patriots at home. His touchdown interception ratio in those four games is seven to one, mm-hmm. and two of his four games, or excuse me, two of his three games uh, have gone over three hundred yards passing. Yep. Tom Brady in Miami, like he sometimes plays well, they don't. Yeah. But in my analysis, yeah. I don't think the Dolphins can stop the Patriots' running attack because I think typically, like I think about last year's game. It was Tom Brady trying to drop back, and it was the first time that we looked at Amendola and Edelman, and we thought, if they don't have Gronk, they don't have guys that can win one-on-one matchups. And I look at this team now, and it's a completely different organization. Exactly right. Josh Gordon can win on -on one-on-one matchups. Cordero Patterson, I mean... The fact that he did against Minnesota was awesome. Yeah. Gronk is getting healthy now. Sony Michelle, James White. It's a different Patriots team than we've seen. And in those seven wins, this is what I found interesting. The reason I was comfortable with the Bucks is that in the Saints close wins, it was in the Saints wins, it was two, three, and seven. In the Patriots seven wins, the average margin of victory has been by 13 points. Mm. So when they lose. You know, it's not clicking. But when they win, they win big. This feels like a win big. I'm going Patriots 30-17, to 17, and I have $100 on the Patriots to Go cover Sox. the spread. Hey, that's some wicked hot chowder. The red of the white. Manhattan. The Manhattan? I think Manhattan is just another name for Minestrone. It's like the same So crap. Manhattan's the red one you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, but I would always go New England. You would... So that's the white they're considering. I would always that? do the New England. Okay. Do you even eat soup? No. Clam chowder? Get the hell out of here with that. Get the hell. What about lobster bisque? Well, maybe I would do that. I eat soup almost every night for dinner. So yeah, but yes. you eat like chicken noodle. Yeah, right. Or lentil or minestrone. 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 Is it minestrone? You sure about that? Yeah, because I used to say minestrone and then Italian. You sure it's not just like cheesy Northeasterners who try to act like they're over Italian? Like, and be like, hey, you go bozze. You want some moots? You want some moots? It's minestrone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next game at 1 o'clock on Sunday, the Baltimore You're Ravens really visiting though. the Kansas City Chiefs. Hold on. You were putting 360 and you didn't go, what if this is one of those weird Miami games that I, didn't scare you at all? I mean, it scares me. It's the only thing that scared me. I was as I was thinking about this game, I was thinking about you throwing all these stats at me, and I understand their history there. I didn't know all the numbers you said, and I was just going like, "Chris, just it's it's this year, just it's this team," and I just tried to block my mind out of that. So we if, thought they were going to kill them last year. If I'm wrong, I'm I'm wrong, but uh, I feel I feel different this year. Because it's the run game and not having to depend on the pass. That's why I felt comfortable. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Next game at 1 o'clock on Sunday, Baltimore at Kansas City. Spread in this game is Chiefs minus 6.5. Weather in Kansas City on Sunday, high of 38, mostly sunny, Chris. Okay. 
I mean, this is the Lefko Sims game of the week, right? It is. I mean, there's no, it's no game I cannot wait to watch on Sunday. I really, I'm, I'm ugh, it's too many games to watch on Sunday. Holy crap. I, I just, don't even know how to figure out which TVs uh, to put It's going to be tough. It really is. I mean, there's five, five games at four o'clock. I mean, that's like, should be against the rules. Um, okay. So where do we start with this matchup? Okay. I mean, I think we do this. We go Baltimore's offense versus the Chiefs defense. I you know I expect Baltimore to be able to bludgeon the Chiefs mm-hmm. to a degree in the run game. I do, you know, not that it's always going to be just straight downhill right between the tackles, but you know, Lamar on the edge. We'll see if Kenneth Dixon continues to get a little more involved here. Uh, all of that, but I do think at the end of the day they're going to be able to move the pile forward a whole lot in the run game. I just still don't know if the Kansas City run defense has the right fits. I don't know if they got enough big guys, really, other than Chris Jones, where I go in this type of matchup against the Baltimore Ravens, who have an enormous offensive line. That's going to be tough. It's going to be tough sledding for guys like D. Ford and dealing with this run game and this type of game at 245 pounds at outside linebacker slash defense end. You know, middle linebacker play for the Kansas City Chiefs is nothing special. You know, the safety in the box play is nothing special to stop the run game. And then we know the Ravens' pass game is not special either, but Lamar Jackson has done well enough, and Kansas City's secondary is bad enough to where I still go, I mean, I think he's going to have a solid day. I'm not expecting 300 yards in the pass game, but I'm expecting like 150 or 160 in the pass game and probably like 80 rushing from Lamar and then probably close to 100 for Gus Edwards as well and a lot of chewing up the clock. And then I just flip it over to the other side, and I know you know all my thoughts here, but I think Baltimore's defense, this is the best defense Patrick Mahomes has ever played. And I mean that, you know, personnel-wise, okay, it's not as good as Jacksonville earlier this year, but this is going to be the most complex scheme he has seen to this point. You know, a little like how we talked in New England, how they caught him off guard with game plan nuances, right? And things they did to slow down that attack. Well, Baltimore's going to have that too. And they got a whole lot more bad mofos on that side of the ball too than like a New England or anybody like that. So I look at that as long as Baltimore can somewhat keep a Mahomes in the pocket. And if he does get out of the pocket, he's got to go left. If he goes right, Get get the highlight show going. Because if he keeps going right, I mean, you just look through the year, you go through Patrick Mahomes' highlights. When he goes right... 70-yard laser Right. Beams. It's laser beams everywhere. Choom, 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 choom. All but, I know is when I think of him rolling left, I think of him throwing left-handed and beating the Broncos. It is. So I mean, that's pretty good, He's too. also... I mean, or going left and throwing totally Tyree across Hill. the field. Like, yeah. I mean, with he's, all of his body weight right. going towards he's the left side He's still a freak line. show. I'm just saying it's less likely that way. But I think with the Ravens, their, their secondary talent they have... I think that the Kansas City Chiefs run game, I'm not sure you're going to be able to depend on that a whole lot. I'm picking the upset, okay? I am. I'm going $100 on the Baltimore Ravens, and I think they're going to win the game 27-24 to 24 in Kansas City. But I'm so, only going 100 So, gambling guy, KC started the year 5-0 and against the spread. They mm-hmm. caught Vegas by surprise. Since then, yeah. They're one three and one. Vegas has been making their lines big, and they haven't been able to cover. Let's talk about that running attack from Baltimore. Their last three games, they've run for two sixty seven, two forty two, two oh seven. That's insane. Yeah, they're tied for seventh in the NFL right now. Right. So imagine if Lamar had been their quarterback the whole, the year, whole year with Gus Edwards. Right. KC, 
allowed 171 yards rushing to Oakland. They're 22nd. 189 and 159 in two games to Denver. They're 5th. 173 to New England. They're 11th. 178 to San Francisco. They're 7th. Kansas City can allow a lot of rushing yards. And I'd also say both Denver games were closer than they should have been. New England was a loss. Oakland was not a cover. And San Francisco was almost not a cover when they came back. Right. Now let's talk about Mahomes against defenses. The two best pass defenses that Mahomes faced at home. Arizona, ranked number four. Yep. He threw for 249, two touchdowns. They did not cover, and that game was really scary late. Right. Against Jacksonville. He threw for 313. He had zero touchdowns and two interceptions. Right. <laughs> and when you think about that game, in my mind, the game is more defined by the Chris Jones interception return for a touchdown and the so, two goal line stands. Bounce off the head interception. That's in what I'm saying. The two, the two goal line stands were right. Bortles through a pick and then completely threw a ball into the dirt. Right, on the fourth and one, right. And it was more of Kareem Hunt, I felt like, in that game than it was Patrick Mahomes. Right. It's going to be a very interesting test. Mm-hmm. I am very surprised that you have the Baltimore Ravens winning 27-24. to 24 Because I have the Baltimore Ravens winning 26-24, to 24, <laughs> which is insane. And I'd like to say one message to the people of New Orleans. <laughs> Give me my... I know that I picked. <laughs> I can't do the Raven anymore. I'm sorry. It's retired. it's retired. But I am betting. I'm betting $150 on the Ravens plus six and a half, and I have them winning 26 to 24. Yeah. I don't even know how our scores get aligned. I mean, is there really the thing that we're betting against? Is we're betting against Mahomes having a big day in the passing game, and we're we're betting against the Chiefs being able to stop the Ravens on third down like they've been able to do all year. Right, which they didn't do well last week against they did Oakland. Not. Right. Oakland kept going. Right. But, yeah, I think Mahomes can have a big day where he might throw for some yards, like a little bit like Jacksonville. Do where... you think Tyreek Hill can get behind this defense at all? <sighs> it's going to be very hard. And do you think that Travis Kelsey, who matches up on Travis yeah, Kelsey that'll for the, be the thing. That'll be certainly one of the matchups that probably favor favor the Baltimore Ravens. It does. Why? Well, a little bit. I mean, Tony Jefferson, Eric Weddle. Yeah, what's Tony Jefferson's status right now? Is he know. totally good to go? But Eric Weddle. Because he didn't play last week. Yeah. You know, but no, Kelsey is so hard in the middle of the field. It, it's very. I don't think they're going to try to live in man-to-man anyways, Baltimore. That's not what they want to do. They're going to play man-to-man in the situations and the personnel sets they feel comfortable in. And then, other than that, we're going to see creative zones. So, I do think he can work the middle of the field. I don't think the middle linebackers of the Baltimore Ravens are incredibly athletic. Like, Mosley's very good, but I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, he can cover Travis Kelsey around the field. No, I don't think that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, like, they might get yards, but are they going to be – I don't think it's going to be yards for touchdowns. I don't think he's going to be throwing a 40-yard touchdown pass. That's the that's, – so, so when you're watching the game on right, Sunday, right. If, he, if Patrick Mahomes is throwing deep balls and, and they're, they're not going, going for right, touchdowns, right. every time that happens – Bet more on Baltimore. I think so because I don't. I have. If you're once, doing in live betting, once they get in closer and closer, it's going to be hard to throw a touchdown pass or score a touchdown at all against Baltimore. They play smart. I red think zone. Mahomes has to run a lot too. So he might. He certainly might, and he has a little advantage there because they're not the fastest front seven as we've talked about. I mean, I'm just happy that my Baltimore so, team is coming back to life. Yeah. Now. Yeah. All that's right. Good. I mean, 
I thought my dad hit it spot on with them a little yesterday when he just said, like, Baltimore's playing football the way John Harbaugh wants them to play. Like, let's go out there and just fight. I want to fight the head coach. You fight the other team, and we'll see if we can get on the bus and we just kick their ass. And Mm -hmm. I think that they're feeling that mojo right now. All right, guys, next game at 1 o'clock, the Indianapolis Colts on the road visiting the Houston Texans. Spread in this game is Houston minus 5, Chris. Yep, okay. Uh, It is a really good game. Jack Doyle, do we know the status there? Anything? I'll look it up. Yep. Um, Isn't he out for the year? He might be out for the year. I might be. I got too many people going through my brain. He is out for the year. Yeah, okay. So that's that hurts them a little bit. Um, what did he hurt? I can't kidney. even remember. It was a kidney. That's yeah, so what it was. It's all Eric Ebron. Ooh. All right. <clears throat> well, I think I look at it like this. The Colts offense, yeah, it wasn't great last week. I know that. Uh, and it does hurt them not having Jack Doyle out there. I mean, their tight end sets are are pretty impressive in what they can do to you, especially with that offensive line. I do think their offensive line can negate the Houston Texans' defensive line to a degree, where there will be times where I do think Andrew Luck is going to make some plays in the pass game against the Houston Texans' defense. You know, Houston, as you always hear me say, they're game plan specific too. Sometimes they go a little too aggressive in the back end and try to take away everything, and you can they can let up a big play here or there, and Andrew Luck is as good as anybody is sitting in the pocket waiting for that big play to develop. Um, I guess the thing that I look I look at on the other side, though, with Deshaun Watson, the Houston Texans offense, I don't have, you know, I don't look at the Houston Texans offense as being a next-level pass game, but they're a big play pass game. And I think they're especially big play pass games when they've shown the propensity to be able to run the ball consistently. And I expect them to be able to run the ball against the Indianapolis Colts. So that's where I look at that and just go, "Mm." I think the Colts are a little bit trouble in that department, which then will compromise their pass game a little bit. And they just don't have enough good cover corners for me to like them in this type of matchup. You know, so for that, I'm betting $100 on the Houston Texans. Yeehaw! And and I am picking the Texans to win thirty one to twenty four. So when these two teams played their first game, it changed the course of both of their seasons. Right. The Texans ended up winning this game. Remember, it went to overtime. Frank Reich decided to go for it on fourth and short inside his own 50. Didn't get it. And this was after Andrew Luck roared back from being down 28-10. to Here's what happened after that game. That was the first game of the Texans' nine-game winning streak. Since that win, the Texans haven't lost. Since that game, that was when the Colts' offense came alive. If you remember, when it was 28-10, to we were texting each other going, I haven't seen Andrew Luck be able to do anything all game. Right. Clowney had two sacks, and I believe one was for a fumble recovery for a touchdown. J.J. Watt had two sacks. Right. The Texans' defense came alive in that game, and the Colts' offense came alive in that game, too. So I love that they're playing now because this is two teams that I believe are genuinely going to be fighting in this division for the next five years. Here's the one thing, though, that I need to point out about my Texans. During the Texans' nine-game winning streak, they have held eight of the nine teams to 23 points or less. Of the nine teams that they've beaten, they've held six of them to 17 points or less. So they've been shutting people down. But here's the counterpoint. 
I know he, where you're going to go with this. Here is the points per game. Here is the points scored rankings of the teams they've beaten in the not in the eight games, not including the yeah, Colts. They haven't played one good like 24, quarterback. 31, 30, 25, 17, 27, 28, right. 20. Right. They have not played a team in the top half of the NFL in scoring offense yeah. in this winning streak. Right. India's ranked eighth. I believe, just like you do, that the Texans are going to win their 10th game in a row. Yeah. I have them winning 33-30, to 30, and I have the Colts covering the spread, and I'm putting 150 on it. Woo! So that's a $250 swing. <laughs> Whoa! Andrew, thanks for pulling up on your Steve. Oh! T.Y., good to see you. Luckily, we're playing indoors. Oh, Darius Leonard, calm down. You're a little crazy. Stop being a maniac. But I think that the Texans are – I think both teams are going to be firing. And I think this is going to be uh, – I think this could end up being the most entertaining 1 o'clock game of the week because I think that the Texans haven't seen an offense like this in weeks. Yep. And the Colts have been like, we let that game slip away. I think I think the Colts are going to come out, and this is going to be one of their games of the year. Right. But I think they're going to keep it closer than five. Yeah, I hear you. I, the one thing that your last point is what scared me the most is is the fact that when I thought about the Texans, I said, "Man, okay, they, they have this really well against. They them. haven't played with a. They haven't played a like a um, what do I want? Experienced." really good quarterback yeah right. like baker mayfield was awesome last week right. but he made some inexperienced type throws that ended up and the, the browns game shot themselves in the foot so much yeah. and and you know what josh looked at me after the game right and the texans ended up winning that game they scored like what 20 something points yeah yeah but they had 20 something points at halftime yeah so I'm, I'm worried about the texans because they let teams hang around sometimes yep. and you can't let luck hang around no you cannot all right, guys, next game at 1 o'clock here. The Atlanta Falcons on the road visiting the Green Bay Packers. Spread in this game is Green Bay minus 5.5. Weather in Green Bay on Sunday, it will be sunny with a high of tw- uh, high of 24, low of 13. Whoa. We are getting cold, fellas. That is cold. It is winter. I've been there for that type of temperature. Okay, now the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I guess the thing I would say here is you know, they've lost to the Browns, the Cowboys, the Saints, and the Ravens four weeks in a row, right? The one common theme with all four of those losses is bludgeonings. They've been bludgeoned in all four where they've just gone, you're the small little fast Atlanta Falcons and we're just going to smash you and you're going to go backwards and we're going to go forwards and you're going to lose because, oh, you're fast and you play inside in a dome. Oh, great. Well, the Green Bay Packers can't take advantage of that. They're not bludgeoners. They're not. They're not bludgeoners. That's not. What I don't they know do. what the Packers are. No, no. They're call, it's called save us, Aaron. That's what they. That's what it is. It's called save us, right? So that's that's where I look at that. It's a weird week in Green Bay. Certainly, I like the Green Bay defense. You know that. I like their creativity and things they do. But still. I, were, I think Atlanta can be able to run the ball on Green Bay a little. This is the type of team I think they can run on. And this is a type of team that I get a little scared with Green Bay's defense because of their, you know, they like to play a little man-to-man a little too much. And I just think this is the wrong team to dance around in that subject a little too long. So because of that, I'm going $50 on the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm actually picking the Atlanta Falcons to win this football game which is crazy, in 13-degree weather, 24 to 23. Mm. I don't know. That's why I'm I don't know. I don't know. So the so, Falcons played in Green Bay in Week 14 
in the years 2013 and the years 14. They lost both of those games close by mm. six points by one point. So this time of the year in two separate seasons. In 2014, the last time Matt Ryan played there, he threw for 375 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. This is pre-Kyle Shannon. Or is it beginning of Kyle Shannon? What year Shannon? is that? 2014. They went to No, that's not there. He's not there yet. The Atlanta offense on the road this season, not including the Washington yeah, game. Yeah, right. That was their outlier. 12, 17, 16, 17. Jeez, that's, that's disgusting. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, just faced in the last three games Arizona, Minnesota, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Good defensive coaches, pretty good athletes on, on, the, on the defensive side of the ball, and now he's facing Atlanta. I have the Packers winning this game 27 to 22, which is only five, not five and a half. So I'm putting $50 on Atlanta to cover this spread. Julio Jones has played one game in Green Bay mm. 11 catches, 257 yards, oh, that's right. I and a that. touchdown. Jeez. It was incredible to watch. Right. I have one left go PR for Aaron Rodgers that I'd really like him to do. Wait until there's a crucial time of the game, and Joe Philbin is sitting there looking like Beaker from Sesame Street. I think that Aaron Rodgers should get down on his knee and diagram a play in the dirt, even if it's not real. Get down at a crucial time of the game, get some people around, make sure there's an opening where the cameras can see, and just start using your finger to diagram plays. In the I first. think you should use his chest, like in like backyard. Yeah, like like face you're the here, defense. I'm here, and you're gonna go run here right, right. because I think the visual right. would summarize this perfectly. <laughs> because what Aaron Rodgers is trying to prove right now is not that he's in charge of the offense; it's that in no way is Joe Philbin allowed to be the replacement for Mike McCarthy on this team? You mean the guy that called hasn't called an offensive play call since 1996? If Joe Philbin right. is legitimately a candidate for the Green Bay Packers, then Mark Murphy needs to be fired immediately. Like, immediately. Because uh, that's why I think Aaron Rodgers needs to get down and go... You run here, and you run here, and that image needs to go on all social medias. Aaron has to do everything. <laughs> That's what my PR move would be for him. All right, guys, last game at 1 o'clock here. The Carolina Panthers on the road visiting that. the Cleveland Browns. Spread in this game is Cleveland, uh, sorry, Carolina minus two. Chris, if I'm Steven take it away. Ross and Joe Philbin's like, I haven't called a play in like a decade and a half. I'd be like, why did I hire you in Miami? For what reason? I don't know. Because you're not a diplomat and you're not a good statesman. I don't know. Anyway, Stephen Ross, you're a good businessman. Do your research. That's yeah. what I got to say to him. So it's his fault. Carolina at yeah, Cleveland. Carolina at Cleveland. Okay, here we go. Carolina favored by two. Yep. Um, okay. Hey, the, the 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 Carolina Panthers offense is good. Okay. I don't know what else to say. They moved the ball on all of these losses. I mean, other than the Pittsburgh game, I understand that, that was bad. But the Lions game moved the ball. Seattle Seahawks, I mean, never were stopped. Tampa Bay last week, you know, very few stops. They've really just been stopping themselves. That's really all it comes down to. Can they limit the one or two bad turnovers or not miss the field goal or convert the fourth and inches? Those are the type of situations that have lost the Carolina Panthers games as of late. Okay? And to that point, the Cleveland Browns, since Greg Williams has taken over, it's been pretty good. 
It really has. Their defense has improved under his watch. There is no doubt about that. Now, on the other side of the ball, the Carolina Panthers do some good things on defense. Always have. Their biggest issue is just big plays. That's really what it comes down to. They let up too many big plays and big moments, whenever it may be. And man, can the Cleveland Browns make some big plays. They can. Whether it's Nick Chubb ripping off 90-yard runs or Baker throwing bombs to Callaway. They're looking for the big chunk plays. What about Landry? Oh, that doesn't happen. Never mind. Yeah, it doesn't happen as much. No doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. But, so, I look at that and that's what scares me. I am going with the Carolina Panthers here, okay? I'm betting $50 on Carolina. I don't... I don't feel really good about that. There's aspects of the Carolina Panthers that scare me, the ones I just mentioned specifically. But I do think they're going to win the game 24-20 to just because they are still playing for something. And I think that desperation will give them just enough down the stretch to pull a close one out against the Cleveland Browns. So Bill Barnwell had an article about the teams that just collapsed at this point of the year. Mm -hmm. The teams that had a chance, the Atlantas, the Carolinas, that were in the playoff race and then just evaporated. Carolina started off 6-2, and and then they went 0-4. In their 6-2, their offense was ranked 9th, their defense was ranked 16th, and their special teams were ranked 3rd. In the last four games... Their offense is ranked 15th, slight drop-off. Their defense has been 32nd, and their special teams has been 32nd. That's good to know. Bradbury and... uh, Dante Jackson, who's been hurt a little, too. A little bit banged up, but they're getting zero pressure. Mm -hmm. Julius Peppers seemingly coming to the end. The interior push is just not there anymore. And the safety play hasn't been good. And also, like... They've lost a few games because Graham Gano can't make kicks. Right. Missed a huge kick against Seattle. They come down and win the game. Right. Missed all of those kicks against Detroit. Right. Lost faith in them. Lost that game. They right. could be 2-2 two and two if Graham Gano could kick a kick. Yeah. But in terms of this game, Carolina's 1-5 on the road this year. Straight up. Browns are 3-0 and against the spread against the NFC South. I know mm. you love that one. But I have the Panthers winning 27-26. to that's a Cleveland cover. Yep. I am putting $100 on the Cleveland cover, and that is a $150 swing. That's Baker Mayfield holding a dog, saying, welcome to my crib. All right, guys, moving on to the 4 o'clock games at 4.05, the Denver Broncos that on the road. would get his ass whooped <laughs> by a Panther. You better back the F off. <laughs> The Denver Broncos on the road visiting the San Francisco 49ers. Spread in this game is Denver minus four and a half. Weather in Santa Clara on Sunday, high of 62, partly cloudy. Very yep. curious to see where you go in this game. Oh Well, I usually screw this game up. If yeah. It's a game including the 49ers and the... Leading with your heart. With Kyle Shannon. It obviously is affecting me, yes. I'm giving him more credit than he deserves in some games and then... Uh, the games he wins, I seem to always screw those up and pick those the ones to be closer for some reason. Okay. Um, where do I want to start here? Okay, the San Francisco offense, yes, we know they're able to run the ball just about on anybody. We know that. I think the big thing is, though, with that run game, and I do think Kyle's going to find some flaws within this Vance Joseph, Joe Woods run defense, but the Denver run defense has gotten better. Uh, ever since they were, they really have. Yeah, ever, ever since, since they the were Rams torched, game. right? It, it's it's certainly they have corrected some of those things. Asked some of their players to stop doing some of the unrealistic things they do do. Um, 
of course, I think this Broncos defense is pretty damn good. There's no Chris Harris Jr. That does hurt them a little bit, especially in a game like this where, you know, there are going to be a few snaps where you're going to go, man, we want to play man and we want to put extra guys in the box to stop them run. I go to the other side of the ball and the Broncos can run the ball. You know, that, that's one thing they do have going for them. Philip Lindsay. You know, Philip Lindsay. But their number one pass target is gone. The big thing is Case Keenum's been protecting the ball. Nick Mullins has not been protecting the ball. Okay, the the Denver Broncos are still in the thick of things. Even though, though, they are missing what I would say is their second best player on defense. Chris Harris. And either 1A or 1B best player on their offense. Him Emmanuel or Philip Lindsay, right? So Derek Wolf might be out too. So that that hurts me. I just think there's some things here that scare me in the matchup altogether. I am betting ten dollars on the <laughs> San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> 49ers. We will rock. But I'm going Broncos 21-17 to win the game. I am going Niners winning the game. Whoa! Twenty-four to twenty-one. Whoa! And I am putting fifty dollars on San Francisco. Whoa! They got to get a win, and I, I think I, when I watch the Denver Broncos offense, yeah, it's Philip Lindsay, it's Emmanuel Sanders deep, and it's Cortland Sutton deep. Emmanuel Sanders though was everything. To yeah, them. he's their option. He's, he's their the guy number they one it. slant. He's right. their number one in. He's their number one out. He's their number one go. He's their number one screen. He's their number one jet sweep, and he's out. Chris Harris is out. Yep. A bunch of the D linemen are out. The offensive line, even though they've been completely banged up and their both guards have been out pretty much the whole year, have still been able to go. I just think that this is them going to go. I just think that the the Kyle Shanahan running game will have some success, and I think that Case Keenum's going to try and force things because Emmanuel Sanders isn't there. Right. And I think what you said about him protecting the ball, we're going to see him not protected as much because he thinks he has to do more. Right. My hope for Denver is they go, we need to build this entire game plan now around Philip Lindsay. We need to find a way to split him out on the outside, make him a receiver sometimes. He is so versatile. They got to find a way. I know it sounds crazy to even get on the ball more. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to be able to do it right way, the right away. I think San Francisco actually wins this game. Okay. I can't pick San Francisco to win a game at all right now. I just I know. can't do it. I don't trust Nick Mullins or some of their guys to. They just always seem to have bad turnovers. You know, even last week, they're driving the ball down there. The game's in the balance. The kid Wilson fumbles when they're on, like, the 10-yard line. It always seems to be something like that. So that's what scares me. I have more faith since they're at home that those turnovers are going to happen. But, I like, it's the Niners. Yes. All right, guys. Next game at 4 o'clock here, the Cincinnati Bengals on the road visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. Spread in this game is Chargers minus 14. And weather in L.A. on Sunday, 71, partly cloudy. Okay. Um... Hey, the Chargers miss Melvin Gordon. There's no doubt about that. You know, Austin Eckler's good and all that, but damn, he's small, and he's just not going to get the tough yards team of Melvin already, Gordon. team already came out and said that he's starting to wear down. They're going to incorporate two other running backs. Yeah, the kid Jackson was more impressive in the game at the end of the game. People forget Austin Eckler's their number one special teams guy, too. Right, right. So he's playing like a lot of snaps. 80 snaps yes. a game. So to do that, that running, you're that size, now you're trying to run between the tackles, you're taking a beating during the week, and he's probably not even feeling normal until like Friday afternoon. So, um, okay, but but at the very least, the Bengals' defense sucks. We all know that. It's horrible. They can't stop crap. They're not going to stop this team. I know that. 
I would think the Chargers march up and down the field on them at will. Um, now, going to the other side, I don't know. I mean, of course, I don't have faith in the Bengals' offense. And I didn't watch the film from the Bengals last week either yet. Jeff Driscoll, though, just to my eye and keeping TV watching, didn't look out of place. I also saw some running game with Joe Mixon. And you know I don't think the Chargers defense is special. I thought they had a chance to kind of get it together. I think they are what they are at this point. They're small. They can make some plays here and there. But you can drive the ball on them. I am going with the Chargers to win this game, of course. And I'm betting $100 on the Chargers. I don't give a damn if it's a 14-point spread. I think they're going to... I'm going only 100 though. Because I just worry about some of the playmakers on the Bengals. Or maybe the... Chargers just sleeping after a East Coast trip on a Sunday night big game. So that's where I'm chicking out. I'm picking the Chargers to win 38-20. And am, you're going hard. I mean, uh, relatively. I'm putting $150 on the Chargers. I have them winning 31-14. to This is the biggest mismatch of the week. I, I think the Bengals stick. Just stick. There's part of me that wishes this game was in Cincinnati because I feel like the Chargers play better on the road than when they go home. But the good thing is, is there's not going to be... This will be the first time all year where I feel like the Chargers are going to have a home field advantage. Yeah. I don't think any Bengals fans are making the trip. No. And even if they are, they're going to be like, don't beat us by too much. Um, I think the Bengals stink, man. Like, this is... How much did you bet? 150. Okay. But... Ugh. But you didn't want to go hard. No, I kind of kept it. I'm keeping it even pretty yeah. much everywhere. Yeah. But this is one of my – I mean, 150 is a big bet for me. Yeah. For, right. like, how I bet. Right. All right, guys. Next game at 425 on Sunday. The Detroit Lions on the road visiting the Arizona Cardinals. Spread in this game, Chris, is Detroit minus two and a half. When I went through all my games, I wrote down under this one. Ugh. I ain't betting shit on this game. <laughs> I hear you. I'm betting ten dollars. Yeah, just let's just on the Lions. Twenty-three twenty. I don't. I think both. I think that that badass motherfucking lion coming down there to Arizona Cardinal World. No, I don't know. I just think that I'm going with. The, I don't know who either of these teams are. You don't don't really know either. They're I, in the Tennessee. I trust world both defensive know. coordinators. They're going to have sure. good defensive game plans to stop somewhat of these simple offenses that lack explosive weapons. So I look at that, and that's where I think it could be an ugly football game. At the end of the day, I'm just going with Matt Stafford, their running attack a little bit, and just going to go with that. I don't know what else I can really – am I scared that Chandler Jones gets around the edge and strip sacks on Matthew Stafford once or twice? Certainly am. But I'm just going with a team that's got a little more experience at yeah. the quarterback position and some other positions. And I'm going Lions winning the game 23-20. I have the Lions winning 17-16. to I am putting $50 on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, it's a $50, $60 swing. I'm writing down all the swings right now. But Arizona, it's um, I'll take the – in a game of two teams that I find to be somewhat evenly matched right. and easily confusing, right. I'm going to take the home dog of two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. That was fast. Yeah, we... I, that that game like, like if you're betting on that game, yeah, I need you to call it a hotline. You're a degenerate. I think that's the thing. That's the thing that people forget about this show is that 
not everyone bets on every game. That would no, be a stupid. That would be a stupid thing to do no. if you're yes. gambling on the NFL. Definitely, we just do it because it's entertaining. Right. Okay. Uh, next game on Sunday at four twenty-five, the Pittsburgh Steelers visiting the Oakland Raiders. We could do a show like that where we just pick the games we that we would actually the, yeah, bet. Like we could talk about the other games, but we just don't even waste our money on the crap games, and we just go, these are the nah, three. I think it's more fun to bet on every okay. game. Yeah. All right, uh, spread in this game is Pittsburgh minus 10.5. Weather in Oakland on Sunday is partly cloudy, high of 59. You do tell people the games that you're more confident in. Yes, you well, do I hope up. my money explains that to people exactly. more than yeah. anything. Um, you're betting $10 on the Lions. Yes, and exactly right. It means don't bet anything. It means I have to bet ten dollars because it's a show. So that's why. Um, who the hell are we doing here? Pittsburgh oh, at Oakland. Pittsburgh right. minus ten and a half. Okay, so largest spread of the weekend. Is this the largest one? Um, okay, so the thing I would look at here, it's not larger than the Chargers game. Uh, you are correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, okay, the Raiders defense. I mean, plays hard. It really does. Uh, I'm not going to sit there and ever complain about their effort. And I don't really uh, sometimes complain about their game plan. I mean, their game plans are correct in a lot of ways. They're undermanned. They're forced into a corner sometimes. Yes, exactly right. That's just the wrong week to be undermanned and not talented against really an offense that's kind of, you know, close to unstoppable force. Really, the only way that they get stopped as of late is when they just stop themselves, whether it's, you know, guys fumbling on the one inch line or big Ben missing a wide open pass or, you know, RPOs uh, when we don't do them all game long and we decided to do them the biggest play of the game at the one yard line, whatever it may be. That's what's been stopping the Pittsburgh Steelers now. uh, So I expect Pittsburgh to be able to move the ball any way they seem deemed necessary in this one. And I hope we see a little more Jalen Samuel at the running back, which it sounds like we're going to, which is I'm very excited about. We have about. to because James yeah. Conner's out. He's definitely out? Okay, I wasn't even sure. So, I knew he had the ankle issue. I wasn't sure how long he was out. Um, I'm excited for that. I don't think there's going to be any drop-off there at all. I'm a Jalen Samuel fan. Maybe I'm wrong. Everybody can tell me what an asshole I am if I am wrong next week. So they move the ball. Other side of the ball, I, I have no faith in the Oakland offense to move the ball consistently on the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Pittsburgh is creative. They can beat you. They can rush you with four. Um, yes, they're not like the man-to-man team that, you know, we'd like them to be, but I think they're going to be able to get away with man-to-man on the snaps they need to against this bunch in Oakland. There's nobody there that I'm going to go, oh, no, if they play five snaps of man-to-man against Jordy Nelson and company, whoa, they're screwed. Uh, I think Pittsburgh, of course, is going to be pissed off. I think Pittsburgh knows that they have to right the ship. I just look at this as all the things going, damn, we got New England next week. And I don't look at that New England thing on their schedule next week as being a bad thing in this case. Because they've just had two bad losses. I think they're going to come into this game with urgency going, shit, we got to play good this week and go into the New England game with good vibes. $360 on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bam, Pittsburgh. And I think Pittsburgh's going to win this game 35-17. to 17. I'm going to put my money first, and then I'm going to explain it. I'm putting $150 on the Oakland Raiders. Oh, I love it. So that is a $510 swing. Sim, since 2003, the Steelers have played on the West Coast 10 times. Yep. They're 2-8. and eight. Oh, no. Since Big Ben has taken over quarterback, right. they've played the Raiders three times. Right. They've been favorites 
three times. They've lost three times. Numbers are favoring me here. In what way? That means the outlier's coming. Interesting. Yeah. Last time it happened, they were a nine-point favorite. Um, I love that the Patriots game is next week. I love that they're sitting thinking about the past and the future at the same time. I think there's more fear in their mind right now. That's great. What's (laughs) going to be really awesome is when the Oakland Raiders focus on Jared Cook against Bostick, and you're going to sit there and go, damn it, I knew that was the weakness, and the Raiders were able to target. Because if you're seeing it, your godfather, John Gruden, is definitely I know, but the Steelers it. have seen it, and I've already told you that he only played about 10 plays last week. That's fine. Yes. It's different personnel for the Raiders than the Chargers. <laughs> Simply, Austin Eckler being out there scared them. I think the Raiders' offense has been pretty good as of late, yeah. and I think that I think that 10.5 points is too much. I really do. For a Steelers defense that I think is kind of all over the place sometimes. Yeah. So uh, I think they're going to be looking past it and looking behind it, and I really like the ten and a half. Mm, man, that's a big one. I disagree with you. Five hundred. How are you going to say like what is what is like all over the place about the Pittsburgh defense? Like what is all over the place? I mean, was it the up, let me pull up the schedule? Was it the sixteen points against Jacksonville? The seventeen points against the Broncos? You know, the twenty three well, points last week. Well, it was twenty three. Right. That's perfect for me yeah. to describe. Yeah. No, it was well. I mean, I guess you're not including the punt return. So no, I'm not. That's not, not the defense. So I've seen them fall apart in last week's second half. Yeah. I've seen them play awful the entire game against Denver. I saw them play one good quarter against Jacksonville. And it's them, them like Carolina. I feel like them and Carolina played that game. And then since then, neither team has been themselves. Right. And so it's in Oakland. It's this Oakland Super Bowl. John Gruden's probably showing clips from the 1970s about the Steel Curtain and the Oakland Raiders. And I think this is it. And I also think the Steelers are looking ahead at not just the Patriots, but the Saints the weekend after that. They're thinking about playoff seating. This is it for the Raiders. Yeah. And so for me, if this, like, I just watched the Raiders kind of hang in there with the Chiefs. And I know that the Steelers' defense is a lot better than the Chiefs. You're getting more confidence I'm talking. I, yes, I am. I am. I feel really. I feel good about this. I. I do. I mean, I'm, you're picking a dumpster fire, and I'm picking a team that's lost two games where they whooped the shit out of two teams and lost. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Yeah. All right, guys. I don't feel that good. Next game at four twenty-five. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles. I feel Eagles. the same feeling I feel last week when you tried to tell me Atlanta was going to beat Baltimore. That's how I feel. So that bodes well for me. Really? Yeah. I love when he he bites his bottom lip there. Too. I am I biting that. shit. Well, because I'm going. I don't know. I don't going, know. Don't I let me pressure you. Up. Don't let me pressure you. I don't know. Come on, you're beating me. Next game, four twenty five. Yeah, that's a five hundred and ten dollars swing. That's the whole thing. We got we got a we got a few swings this week. Got a few. We're swinging, baby. We're swinging, baby. I love that commercial, by the way. Which commercial? You that? haven't seen that commercial where they're like, do you sling? No. There, you know, who's the... Austin Powers. No, Sling. Like, there's a Sling box, right? Yeah. And the funny comedian and the girl from Will and Grace, the red-headed girl that's like... Yes. Da, 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 da. 
they do like we're, they go at dinner and they're like we're slinging baby and they talk to other couples and they think they're saying swinging right yeah, you never saw it. it's really yeah. funny you guys ready okay all right next game at 425 the philadelphia eagles three, on the road six, visiting three. the dallas cowboys spread in this game is dallas minus three and a half chris take it away <laughs> God, you're right. that has that has now become the most interesting four o'clock game. Yes, it has. Oh man. Okay, hold it. I'm flustered. I'm getting stuff up here. Okay, so here you, we Mike go. Mike Tomlin only cares about the big games. He's <laughs> overlooking this one so much. All right, so here we go. Um, Philadelphia's offense versus the Dallas defense. I don't like that matchup. You know, I don't. I don't think you like it. How can you? What's there to like? So that scares me. I think there's a lot of pressure on. Carson Wentz, excuse me, to just make magic happen overall. I do think the Dallas defense is kind of rolling right now. They're feeling themselves. I do believe they're a team of momentum. You know, they're the bigger, faster, stronger team. They were the year that they made that run. That's what they are. I don't think they're the team that, like, lets down. I think they're the team that starts to go, like... It's like every wins like here's an extra pump of steroids into our brain or our muscles. Oh, we're better this week. Like I think that's the kind of team they are yeah, a little bit. I can see that. You know what I mean? They're bullies. And when they when they are feeling like we're bullying people, they thrive in that kind of, you know, uh environment. Now, you know, so I expect your defense to really or the, their defense to give your Eagles offense a very tough time. And I th- I'm sure you do as well. I guess the other side of the ball, you know, I, again, I don't think Dallas is just going to run rough shop over this Philadelphia defense in the run game. But I do worry just that Dallas has found just enough of a pass game to scare you. And Amari Cooper is scary right now. I mean, he is. And Dak Prescott's throwing the ball the last few weeks about as good as I've ever seen him. Is Amari Cooper worth that first-round pick? <sighs> yes. Isn't that he interesting? Is. Yeah. It just it goes into our thing. And have you heard some of his comments lately? I meant to talk about this. No. He's really opened up and admitted that he did not enjoy football and that he's got to start approaching it different. And his attitude, he think, was uh, like, it was gr- I actually, I meant to bring this up the last two podcasts where it was very, like, again, like, self-fulfilling for me to hear that. Because we always thought he was That sad. was his biggest issue. Right. That is, like, it's hard to get a read. He's no charisma. And guys like John Gruden are like, hey, I'm trying to feed you the ball, and you haven't even shown me a facial expression in, in seven weeks. So Well, now he's on a team that's going, just be you. Yeah. Catch the ball, make a Definitely. guy miss. And I think he realized, I think it was like an epiphany where he's like, wait, I'm playing football, and I'm a receiver, and I'm awesome. Like, what am I so angry or Dude, like? I saw a picture of him coming out of an i8 BMW in, like, a full velour suit with right. a smile that's on his face. I mean, that's those are the things I'm talking and about. And I was like, I haven't seen him in like that in three years. He's been opening up about it a little bit, how he's had to change his outlook. So, yes, is what I'm saying. And I just think that with Please. the state of your secondary and the things are going, Dallas rolling, um, I think Dallas wins this game. I'm betting $100 on the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah! And I'm picking them to win a close 27-17 to game. And when I mean that, I mean like I think it's going to be twenty to seventeen, and Dallas gets like a, you know, four minutes left in the game touchdown to put it over the edge to make it twenty-seven to seventeen and closes it out. I picked the Cowboys to win the NFC East, and picking them to win this game, twenty-three to twenty-one. That is an Eagles cover. I am putting fifty dollars on it. I think that this is every last ounce of the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, right. Every last ounce. Yeah. 
The thing that excited me the most last week as an Eagles fan, the re- I don't want to hear the song. <laughs> the the reemergence of the screen. Yeah. I didn't know where it went. Right. It's adorable seeing Darren Sproles out there. Every time he gets hit, I'm praying for his life. It's this spread comes down to will there be an Amari Cooper run after catch that he's just faster than everybody? Yeah. And it's very possible. Right. But I think that this is going to be the best Eagles defensive performance of the season. Um and I think that Carson's going to have to make magic, and I've seen him make magic in Dallas before. Yeah. Because Golden Tate's going to have to be crafty. Alshon Jeffrey and Ertz are going to have to win those one-on-one matchups against very talented defenders. Um, I still have the Cowboys winning. I just think it's going to be close. And I'm not betting on the Cowboys. It's yeah. just, as an Eagles fan, I'm going to throw my money down the dumpster instead of betting on the Cowboys. So. I mean, I don't think it's that crazy. I mean, you're, it's not like you're living in Crazyville on yeah. that one. I think it's, like I said, I think it's, I picked a 27-17 close 10-point win, like where it's three points all Right, game. and like my hope is that they don't get they that, don't touchdown. Get that touchdown. It's 20-17, right. to 17, right. it's an Eagles game. Exactly right. I, I, I see. That's why I couldn't bet on this game, like anything extravagant, because I just, who knows which way that goes. All right, guys, let's move on to Sunday Night Football. The Los Angeles Rams on the road visiting the Chicago Bears. Spread in this game is Rams minus three. Weather in Chicago on Sunday, low of 25. Clear skies, Chris. What's the wind chill? Wind chill. I will have to pull that up. I don't right. have wind chill. But uh, that's, I, that's the first thing I think of in this game. The only thing about the game that makes me go Chicago. Right. There's not a... Th- I... I before I thought about the weather, yeah. this was going to be my big bet of the week. This is going to be your big bet? And then I thought about the weather. Right. And I thought about Jared Goff's tiny hands. Yeah. And I got scared. Yeah, I mean, the weather is the first thing I thought of. I mean, it's the first thing that I looked up, actually, when I heard the game. Look, I just thought, it, what's it going to be? When it snowed in Denver, yeah. they ran it for 200 yards. Exactly and right. you ain't doing that against Chicago. Exactly right. So, first thing I would say is I think this Bears defense really matches up well with the Rams. I mean, really. Yeah, really? scheme-wise, everything. How does the scheme match up well with you the know, best scheme? They're in the very off- good at zones and things of putting people in the middle of the field. They can play man when they have to. They're not going to have to blitz or do anything to compromise that in the back end with their front four. They're not going to have to run blitz or do anything like that to disrupt all of that. You know, up front in that matchup, yeah, I think the Bears are better than the Rams up front. Interesting. You know, the skill guys against the Rams offense versus the Bears defense – yeah, I might give the Rams the advantage, but I don't think it's by a lot. No, um, I don't think so. Not with that safety duo and Fuller out there. Two really good side-to-side linebackers. Exactly right. The guy, the linebackers on the edge as well. you got to count Khalil and Floyd yeah. in that mix a little bit. I count them as pass rushers. Yeah, right. I know. So they're kind of like hybrids. But either way, you got the point. And I do. I think Fangio, um, I, 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 I'm a big fan of Vic Fangio. You know flip that it. and what he does. Now I flip it to the other side. I actually think this is a pretty good matchup for the Bears offense. I really do. It, for these reasons, you've heard me talk about the aggressive nature. Stop looking at my sheet to see what I'm betting over there. Uh, you've you've seen the <laughs> he's already ready to get down. You've seen that, and you've heard me say the Rams. I mean, you know it. They let up too many big plays at times. That's yeah. all there is to it. There, there's too many big plays. They go for the kill. They would be a better defense if they just played more simple, close to the vest. They have the talent to do that, and. So now we have that defense, and it's a pretty good O-line, and an offense that can do a little bit of everything, and a good play game plan designer, okay? 
And Mitchell Trubisky's back, which thank God. Okay, I hope the Bears fans embrace him now. I think they they should. They should give him a standing O when he's back in. I mean, Chase Daniels tried to screw the game up in Detroit, and damn, he did screw it up last week. Um, I'm bidding $50 on the Chicago Bears. And I'm picking the Bears to win the game. Really? I am. I'm picking them to win a 31-28 type of football game. I think they can muster up. Now, I'm only betting $50, so as confident I, as I, I sound uh, in those this, things. I'm fucked. This is a huge week. So the, 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 I'm only betting $50, though, because I could also see this game being tied and Aaron Donald getting a strip sack fumble That's what I'm or an explosive on. pass play from the I'm, Rams. I'm those betting on – I think about these two teams and the way that they play their pace of game. Yeah. I feel like Chicago always starts off at home jumping out to like a 10 nothing lead. And I feel like every time I watch the Rams in the second half, they roar back like a freight train yeah, to win the game. Sure. And I'm thinking that Aaron Donald and Indomitian Sue can disrupt the entire nature of this offense. Now, I get very concerned about Tariq Cohen on the linebackers of the Rams because I think they're a huge liability. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not afraid of a single wide receiver on this Chicago Bears team. Yeah. And I'm still worried about Mitchell Trubisky outside just as much as I am about Jared Goff. But I do like that Mitchell Trubisky can run. Yeah. If this game was in L.A., I think the Rams kill him. Mm-hmm. But all your points are valid. I'm betting $100 on the Rams. I have them winning 27-20. to 20. Yeah. It's a tough one. This is just it's like the Ravens. I'm going out on a limb and picking the team that you're not supposed to win. But I do are think you on Sunday Night Football this weekend? I am, yeah. So you're... How many other people do you think are going to pick the Bears? Oof, I don't know. Are you still undefeated? I know. I lost last week. Who'd you pick? The Steelers. Oh, wow. Yeah, that stink. That was a heartbreaker. But uh, yeah, it's just one of those games where the moment in the year, if the Rams the lose, weather, if the Rams lose, man, the Saints can just clinch. Well, if they got to beat the Bucks, which yeah. we know is going to be tough. But. The Bears are a scary playoff team. I mean, they're they're scary. You're not going to be comfortable with the Bears coming into town because you're going to go, damn, there's talent. They got a few playmakers on offense, and damn, their defense. Well, is, I so. also want to say this to what you're saying. Yeah. If somehow the Saints lose to the Bucks, right. which we've said is not crazy, right. and they beat the Rams, right. all of a sudden, all they all the Bears need is one more Saints loss. Right. And, and if they can somehow right. get home field advantage, that's the only chance that the Bears have. Like we said last year, the only chance that the Eagles have of going to the Super Bowl is being able to play in the elements because right. it would negate the offenses of the Rams, the Falcons, the Saints, all those teams. Yeah, right. The only chance the Bears have, because if the Bears play in a dome, doesn't matter, bro. Yeah, right. The, band, the Bears go out to L.A., it's not really going to matter. Yeah. But if it's cold, windy Chicago. Long grass. Jaragoff and Drew Brees are in trouble. Yeah, I hear you. But, man, I'm kind of rooting for you now. Thanks. In that game. In that game? Because chaos in the NFC might be pretty awesome. It would be cool. All right, guys. Last game of the week is Monday Night Football. The Minnesota Vikings on the road visiting the Seattle Seahawks. Great game Sunday night and Monday night. Yeah. Spread in this game is Seattle minus three and a half. Weather in Seattle on Monday night is uh, thunderstorms with a high of 39. This is Thunderstorms much- with a high of 39? That's like weird. Is it? That's called yeah, climate listen, change. Okay? I'm not the weatherman. I just read the report here. Do you guys want me to go to the global warming? No, I think right we're now. good. This, I think- is, this is the battle for are you facing the NFC East winner or are you facing the Bears? Because this is really the battle for the five or six seed. 
And I'd, well, I don't know who I'd rather play if the Cowboys keep being hot. But let's see. Yeah, you're right. So let's like, let's... I'd rather play the Cowboys than the Bears. Yeah, I would too. Maybe. It's close, though. It is, isn't I mean, it? Yeah, if you have to go down to Dallas and play that D, I mean, that's going to be a struggle, yeah. too. You're right. That's a tough one. All right. All well, right. Minnesota and Seattle both lost in Chicago, so they'd probably rather play in Dallas. Yes, right. Minnesota offense, Seattle defense. Hey, Seattle defense is solid. It's not great. It's certainly not like the Seattle defenses we've seen in years past. I get that. Um, but the Minnesota Vikings, I, I I just don't have faith in the offense until I see a run game. Just so you know, yeah. I've listened to a lot of different podcasts, right. and I've just wanted to hear other people's space. Yeah, You're not alone on your Filippo doubting. Okay, good. There's a lot of people in the space right now that are going – I don't know what the offense is. Remember, Mike Zimmer's come out a few times and gone, can we run the ball more? Right. And when you play the Patriots and it's 10-10 and Dalvin Cook touches the ball less than 10 times in the second half, that was a nationally televised game that has a lot of people wondering what you've been wondering in the whole season. Yeah, I just I think we're, we're rushing to judgment a little. I, again, I will defend John DeFilippo and say that I do think he's head coach material in the future. I just don't think his offense is quite where it needs to be yet before you hire him as a head coach to be the offensive guru, quarterback, whisperer guy. He's not there yet. Um, so, yeah, to, to what, everything we talked about just scares me. You know, the Seattle Seahawks, too, they're a team that's really pride themselves on not letting up big plays. The cover three press bail is all about keeping you, not allowing you to go deep behind them and keep them underneath. I think they're, of course, going to be very aware of that fact. I mean, the numbers, I'm sure, bear out that that's the type of team the Minnesota Vikings are. And, yeah, when you're that much of a one-trick pony against the Seattle Seahawks, that scares me up in Seattle. Seattle, you can run the ball on Seattle, but I just don't have the faith that, you know, the guys up front for Minnesota can get it done and that the coach would stay consistent with it. The other side of the ball, Minnesota, their defense, I do think they match up pretty well with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I, I really do. Seattle's run game, though, is still pretty damn good in all the things they do and the three-headed monster at running back. And their big plays in the pass game, that's what they are, too. Uh, and they rely on the big play in the pass game too much. But the differences between them and Minnesota is that they have a run game to go with it. So those big plays present themselves a little bit more on a weekly basis than in Minnesota where, like last week, it never presented itself because the Patriots were like, we're not going to let you get the big play in the pass game. We don't think you can run it, so we're going to play safe on the back end. And I think Seattle will follow that same mantra. I am going $100 on the Seattle Seahawks. I think the Seattle Seahawks win this game 28-20, to uh, and that's that. 100 on the Seahawks, and he's picking it to be 28-20. to Okay. I am going to pick the Seahawks. <laughs> uh, dude, I, I feel the same way. About, I, I'm picking the Seahawks to win 27-17, right. and I'm putting $100 on Seattle's too, so that's a wash. Um, everything you said is how I feel, so I don't need to go into it. I think also Seattle at home, it's a special place. It is. Now, Kirk Cousins went into Seattle last year with Washington and won 17-14, played really well. Yeah. Russell Wilson has never lost to the Vikings. He's 3-0. The only time he's faced Zimmer with the Vikings, uh, Seattle won 38-7, and he threw for 274 and three touchdowns. In the regular season game in Minnesota, but they also went up there and played them in the playoffs in that really cold game and didn't have as great a day. Right. If you remember where they missed the field goal 
at the end. In the spirit of our show, yeah. I have a primetime stat for Ooh, you. Ooh, baby. Primetime. Pete Carroll took over the Seahawks in 2010 Sims, and they've played 17 primetime prime games. games. And in those games, they've gone 15 and 2. Oh, in no. Primetime games. Lost one of them this year to the Chicago Bears. Right. Right. But still, like, that is really impressive to be that good on the national stage. It is. Like, really good. And then when you turn it around and there's teams like Washington that it never wins on primetime. Yeah. It is interesting. It is. It's because it, he's a gamer. He he got guys on the, the same team way that I feel are about gamers, Right? They're a little too much into that at times. But yes, that's you know they thrive in that, and that they they get players on their team. That I thrive feel like in they love the Friday media meeting. Right. I feel like they love doing like the sit down interviews on Saturday for their little spotlights. I watched a little bit of NFL Network the other day. They mentioned prime time like seventeen times in twenty minutes. It's so annoying. How do you think he's going to handle prime time? I don't know. Why don't we talk about Khalil Mack instead of whether or not the lights are on at Soldier Field? To think that that actually affects players. Like, I just, I don't, it just, it's so, it's just. It is funny, though, that after the game, Philip Rivers goes, it's actually nice to talk to you, Michelle Tafoya. I haven't seen you because we're never on prime time. Right. So this is great. Right. right. It was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, this has to be. The most we've ever disagreed this season. I can I can tally it up, but there I have are it seven all tallied up. I have it all tallied up. I'm doing the whole show. It scares me because I did all my picks last night. I spent zero time on it today. Very scared. You were back porching it too while you were doing it. So yeah, you're all over. I did. Brain was scrambled. My back porch was under construction. I didn't have any material to rebuild the porch. Oh damn! Nine That's and seven. Nine agreements. Seven disagreements. Mm. A $60 disagreement. You have Jacksonville. I have Tennessee. A $250 disagreement. You have Houston. I have Indy. A $150 disagreement. You have Carolina. I have Cleveland. A $60 disagreement. You have Detroit. I have Arizona. A $150 disagreement. You have Dallas. I have Philly. A $150 disagreement. You have Chicago. I have the Rams. And a $510 disagreement, you have Pittsburgh, I have Oakland. Who are you locking? I have four home teams. You have three home teams in the disagreements. There is $1,330 up for grabs in those seven disagreements. Jeez. But really, I have all my freaking eggs in the Oakland Raiders basket. What the fuck am I thinking? I don't know. I don't. I, listen, I don't know. Well, you know what I'm thinking? It's not prime time. Um, where I'm leaning in terms of locks. Right. I am nervous, but I am leaning towards New England. Yeah. Because I know it's Miami. It just, it just feels like the the New England team is going to be different. Yep. I'm thinking about locking Baltimore plus six and a half. I really am. Okay. I'm um, mad at you for that. I don't think that's crazy at all. When it comes to the other games, dude, I don't know if I want to lock Tampa Bay also, but I'm thinking about it. Wow. Locking against the Chiefs and the Saints. That's what I'm saying. That's a little scary. But Tampa Bay plus eight, the thing that's scaring me is you saying if it does rain, it helps out New Orleans. I do. I think they're the the muck it up team. I'm thinking about locking Buffalo. Yeah. You like that one? I... 
as we've sat here and at, uh, I'm thinking because I'm looking whole, at my right. guaranteed to lose as we're doing this. I keep going back to that game and going, there's no way the Jets can beat the That's Bills how I feel. Yeah. That's just one where, I, like, the thing that sucks about locking a Tampa and the thing that sucks about locking an Oakland is that I don't feel like I'm going to be in the driver's seat for most of that game. <laughs> right. And I'm relying. Be hoping. The hope hoping. factor, right. But Baltimore, I feel like I am going to be in the driver's seat. Yeah. And it's going to be, I hate rooting against Mahomes, but it's okay. Yeah. In terms of other locks, I might go with Chargers in the 14. I hate laying the wood with 14. I'm not going to lie to you. When I was picking the game and he was sitting next to me and I was going through my numbers, I was really scared that I was going. you were going to just kill me with the Chargers-Spangles game. Because you were like, I, I want to go- bet it, but there was just something holding me back. And I was like, man, everything in my mind tells me to bet a little more there. So right. I just, if you need my verification. My I'll- only question would be is, do I go Seattle? Because that's the only other one that I feel pretty good about. It's a simpler offense against the Seattle team that has Russell Wilson. Because if I go Seattle, then I could take maybe, you know, what do you think? What are you deciding between there? Well, Seattle or Chargers? Hmm. I think I'd do Chargers. Seattle or New England? Well, I know where you stand yeah, on that. I would go New England. Seattle or Baltimore? I would go ba- Baltimore. Seattle or Buffalo? I would go Buffalo. Okay. Yeah. So I think that my locks are going to be Buffalo at home, New England on the road, Baltimore on the road, Chargers at home. One dog, three favorites. All right. I think that's what I'm doing. Okay. I'm a mess. Uh, Here's how we're doing this. Yeah. Nikki G came up to me. Yeah. We told him we want surprise for guaranteed to lose. Right. We were doing a little bit of cryptic fortune teller. We did our goofy seat spinners. Last week, took it to the streets. Yeah. Sim's little hip hop. He came to me today and he says, I have an idea, but I think it'd be funnier if you don't know. I do not know. Nikki G hit the music. It's time for guaranteed to lose. And here we go. It's the guaranteed to lose jamboree. And for the first time, Sims, guess where we're going? Hey, no, Buffalo. Hey, hold on to your horsies here, okay? Jets, you're welcome to guaranteed to lose. There's no way you're going up to Buffalo. They circle them wagons better than anybody. And Sam Darnold hasn't played in a while. And it's tough going to play in Buffalo against that defense. Sorry, Jets, you're going to lose. If there's anyone that needs to say their Hail Marys, it's Seamus Winston. Man's lived a trouble life, and he's up against the Saints. Oh, gosh, that's not a good thing. The Holy Saints, yes, holy crap, the Bucks are going to lose this one. I can't pick you to beat the Saints, who are still one of the best teams in football. Bucks defense, not good. They're going to lose to the Saints. Yeah, Bucks are going to lose. Smack your knees. Let's go down to Miami, mama. Okay. <laughs> but the Dolphins, they're going to lose, okay? It's New England. Tommy Boy and company are mad at the revolution. Woo! Can't change the stripes on a tiger. I found a nice girl, I got a hatter. <laughs> we went to L.A., and now I got to play. And Sims, what do you say? I say the Bengals are going to lose. I've never seen the Bengals in Cincinnati, first of all. I don't know if they exist there, but 
I don't think their defense exists either, and the Chargers' offense is awesome. Bengals are going to lose. Last week, Sims went 4-1 and one and guaranteed to lose. Ooh. This week, he's going to have a record with a similar bruise. Ooh. Because the next one he's about to tell you won't go that well. That's right, because this Raiders pick is going straight to hell. Oh, how dare you? Blasphemy! <laughs> yes, Raiders, you shall lose. You're usually the tough team wearing black, but there's a tougher team coming into town this week. The, be- the Steelers, excuse me, have come off two bad losses. They know who's on the horizon. They got to get their game straight. They will whoop the Raiders. Nick, don't quit that music. Keep playing it. Hey, Josh, how you feeling sitting down over there? I'm feeling fantastic. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. Keep on talking. How much is, is he going to How much is he gonna cut out of this? All right, I so didn't. I want to say one thing. Yes. Uh, when Josh comes in on Sundays and we watch the games together, Josh is in a confidence pool with his brother where they pick three games against the spread. Yeah, we're not going to win this year, though. They allocate 1.2 points or three points. Have you guys talked yet? We have not talked. We talked Friday afternoons. After listening to us... What are you going to say to your brother about the games that interest Ooh, you? Oh, man. He is because gonna... a lot of comments always say, and people that listen, the homies, always say, we love to listen to you break down the games. We don't necessarily take your bets. Right. So as someone that sits here, homie, yep. what interested you the most? Uh, honestly, I'll, I'll probably stick with you guys on Baltimore. Uh, we'll probably make that our three or our two. Mm. Uh, beyond that, I couldn't tell you. No. Where my brother is very he's very inconsistent. He always looks at what the public wants to do and then we go from there. What percentage of the time do you leave this and go, Sims is gonna kick left goes ass this week? Uh I just generally assume that yeah. as a as a usual rule. Yeah. Um but I would I I feel pretty confident in Chris this week. So we're all gonna watch games together uh. in wild card weekend, it sounds like. Let's bet some real money that day. My question, Josh, would my question my request for you is can you explain to Sims what it's been like to watch games with me this year? Because this is the first year that Sims has not watched games with me. Uh, it has been... Oh man, I want to think of the perfect adjective to describe this. I've had to just stop listening to Lefko and just be like, I'm no longer listening to you talk, so you can talk to yourself because I'm not going to respond. But I always just talk to myself anyway. Constantly think I'm to talk. with the fantasy team, he's yelling at the TV. He's angry that the iPad isn't working. Someone is changing the channels. Look at my fantasy team. I All of my locks suck. It's, it's nonstop for three hours. Yeah, I sure. only stay for the early games because I can't take five hours of it. <laughs> I leave at four o'clock because I can't, I can't do I it. I just all like the way stand throughout. up and pace around and watch all the games. And I know. I've seen yeah, it. He experienced it I've for seen four it. years. It doesn't stop you whether there's people in the room or not. I love cursing out people too. Have you bring any of your boys this year? And it, no. what, what about your uh, boy? Straight business. Your boy last year that came, I um, can't remember what. Jake? I think it was Jake. Joe? From State Farm. Jake from State Farm. How to? Let's wrap. What are you wearing, up. Jake? Khakis. Yes. yes. You right. sound disgusting. Well, it's Jake's uh, a guy, so yes. Uh, all right, so thirteen hundred and thirty dollars. Um, I feel like the game we should play with the homies is we put up the seven different bets, and it's who do you think People wins? Vote. Yeah, who do you think wins these games, Sims or Lefko? That's a good one. Um, and I would probably bet on Sims this week, but. I don't know. We're going to find out. We are going to find out. All right. Four Sims. Good luck. Peace out, homies. Thank you. Four Fendrick. Good evening, everybody. And for the L-E-F-K-O-E. Man, good luck to you, too. Oh, I thank you. How courteous we are. (laughs) Guys, we appreciate you as always. I hope your team does well. Maybe there's chaos this weekend. We'll find out soon enough. Holla, 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 peace.